This is our last episode of the I'll Watch It Later podcast, Spooktacular. Ooh, oh, threw my hip out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm Aaron, and joined, as always, by my bestest friend, Jordan. Hi, everybody. And my bestest friend and brother-in-law and producer, Scott. Hello. And this is our final episode of the Halloween Spooktacular. For- forever. <laughs> actually, actually, it's not. We still have one more. But that, we're not, we're talking our, so how this is going to work, no, no, I'm just, I'm inside my own head. Um, How this is going to work is you're going to get Scott's movies today, and then next week you're going to get our top five horror movies. And uh, we've been kind of discussing the show, and we're going to not change formats because that would be a dumb thing to say, but we're going to keep giving you guys the the same content for the next, so all of uh, November will be like mixed bag, like uh, kind of... uh, what we were doing before October, then December we're going to move into holiday films. And if you have any recommendations, please hit us up on I'll watch it later pod.com and uh, follow us on our social medias. Instagram is I'll watch it later pod, Twitter, I'll watch it later pod. And just hit us up there if you have any recommendations for Christmas films. And then starting in the year 2022, we will be doing theme months every month. And we'll get all into that a little bit later. I just kind of wanted to let you guys know how we're going moving forward. So next week, when you're like, wait a minute. This should be a snack show. It's a top five show. Technically, we're still in October. You're going to get your snack show November 6th, and that's how we're going to springboard off into November. (laughs) (laughs) Or just add a sound effect there. Um, I am am the sound effects. I I like that one. I'm like the guy from uh, Police Academy. I'm just going to give you all the sound effects. But they're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? A robot? Yes. See, you get it. You get it now. <laughs> oh, and I also want to apologize because my energy was not here last week. I was exhausted. We had just gone to the movie and work is killing us. Because unlike Joe Rogan and everybody else, we can't pay the bills with this. So this is just for fun stuff we want to do. Um, yeah, so as always, this is I'll Watch It Later podcast, the, move, the show where we watch movies we haven't seen and then we talk about them. How are you today, Jordan? I'm good. You looked annoyed as hell. I was kidding. <laughs> I just—it's hilarious. The intros are getting longer. Oh, That's how everybody looks when Aaron's <laughs> talking. It's just banter. I'm just bantering. I'm just letting people oh, know no, at the fine. top of the show how. No, the it's fine. You're awake. You, yeah. you did a lot of the cocaine before the show. Yep. At Chick Fil A, you're you're wide awake. So you yeah, know, that's all I we feel can ask great. for. Great. That's what us wealthy podcasters do. <laughs> right. We just do blow before the <laughs> show. Kinds of blow. Oh <laughs> uh, no. You guys want to talk about a movie? Oh, yeah, let's talk about... We're doing this earlier in the day, and I just went to Trader Joe's and Chick-fil-A, and I feel great, and I'm just ready to talk about some movies. Um, great and then, Trader Joe's, by the way. Oh, it's so good. I It's so good. I found some uh, cranberry orange bars there. I'm going to eat them. I got pumpkin butter last night and pumpkin brioche bread that I made French toast with this morning. That is insane because Kim literally picked it up. Kim is my wife. Uh, she literally picked it up 
to do the exact same thing. You guys should. I mean, she does text me when you're not around. <laughs> oh, that's on the podcast. Um, Welcome <laughs> to I'll Eat It Later. <laughs> I'll Eat It Later, the podcast where your uh, your best later. friend and your wife divorced. <laughs> talk about food. <laughs> your one passion without your one of two passions without you. Uh, all right, guys. Um, so Scott, you picked a movie for us, and then the random generizer picked a movie for us, and I'm excited to talk about both of these films, especially the first one. So, what did you bring to the table? I brought from 1985 when two bumbling employees at a medical supply warehouse accidentally release a deadly gas in the air. The vapors cause the dead to rise again as zombies. Directed by Dan O'Bannon, we have The Return of the Living Dead. In the dark of the night... Something strange is going on. You see that movie? Night of the Living Dead. Sure. They ship those bodies Well, say hello. The dead have risen from the grave. How many did you say? A hundred. And now the question is, how do we get them back into the ground? Frank, we have a little problem. Four left. Ten right. Because technically, you're not alive. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Yeah, man. Uh, I just want to give you a lot of crap because you took a victory lap where we were like talking about this. Like, oh my god, guys, can you believe the movie I picked? It's so but so here's good. I didn't. But see, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand because I don't get the internet hype behind it because I don't read into that stuff. I picked this movie solely on. I was like scrolling through horror flicks. And I saw this and I was like, oh man, I remember the cover of this in the video store. And I've always wanted to watch it and I've never seen it. Right. So you know all that stuff because Aaron likes to dive into Reddit and like argue with 90 year old women. Dude, you're not even wrong. <laughs> Reddit. I love to argue on Reddit. Reddit literally is the last social media he's allowed on anyway. I so think it's so. probably why Reddit is the biggest uh, thing in his life. And then I posted about Inglorious Bastards Steelbook and some guy like dressed me down about it and I enraged myself and deleted all my reddit <laughs> stuff and then i had to go back and be like calm down it's just a, it's so, so, so yeah so Sim simpleton over here does, i mean Dude. does not i did not know the whole lore behind this movie Sim i mean there's simpleton. so many there's so many 80s horror flicks that are i consider cult classics i just hadn't seen this one and i was like this looks like a cool one man i need a zombie flick to be fair none of us had and i know we call ourselves cinephiles and i felt <laughs> Almost stupid watching this because I was like, why have I never seen this? It is insane. It is fun. It is rewatchable. It's quotable. I, from the moment it started to the, mo to, the la to the credits rolled, I 
enjoyed every second of this film. Yeah, and it literally starts crazy and ends fucking bonkers. <laughs> Just yes! as crazy. And, and I, uh, I believe it was last week or maybe even the week before when I said that I'd seen parts of this movie. No, I lied. I Apparently, I'd never seen any of this movie. I've seen part two. Oh, okay. And I remember the beginning of part two where the two kids find one of the canisters and like a, they fell off the back of a truck and stuff like that. So for me, I was conflating the two. I had never seen anything of this movie. Like oh. I've seen little bits and pieces on like, you know, I was best gonna... of lists or uh, into, into the Darkness, the uh, that 80s horror podcast, uh, that uh, documentary. Documentary. But podcast documentary. I had never seen anything from this movie. And... I'm not going to lie. I fucking loved every yeah. second of it. I don't even care that we say that at the top of the show. Uh, this is a ton of fun. But if you're out there and you're cinephiles like us and you have seen us, you already fucking know that. So, um, yeah, I, they're like, you guys are stupid. Yeah, I honestly, I feel <laughs> this is more about how dumb I feel about not seeing this film. But you're talking about a movie from the, the 80s. I mean, I now this in the is, 80s. This I should is, have seen this in right, the 80s. Right, but you weren't allowed my, to watch anything in the 80s. Yeah, this True. is kind of my wheelhouse time frame, you know, kind of Jordan's time frame. The old people. You know, but we weren't probably watching too many horror flicks like in the early 80s. I mean, we did. You watch the popular ones, but these are what I kind of consider, these are the cult classics that, we didn't watch. Well, these are ones that maybe, like I said, with part two, where you kind of catch little bits and pieces, right. kind of sneaking a peek, or you're, you know, you've gotten out of bed and you're like watching what your parents had watched and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would have never probably watched this back in the '80s, and I do kind of, I am upset that I worked at a video, two different video stores, and had never picked this up. Like I think... I'm with Scott. I've seen the cover art a billion times. Mm -hmm. It's pretty iconic as far as zombie movies and. Uh, again, it, it was a blind spot for me, and I'm very, very happy I watched it. <laughs> I think uh, my biggest, uh, my biggest thing about this, and maybe I've always been this way. The internet was not a new thing. Is when somebody badgers me or punches me over the head with a film, and they're like, "You have to see this. You have to see this." It makes me not want to see the movie because, kind of like what I'm doing with you guys right now with Squid Game. Never heard of um, it. <laughs> but I, it makes it, it tends to like. I'm like, okay, you're hyping this up so much that the only thing is I'm going to be disappointed. And until you remove yourself from that and then right. sit down and watch something like this, I think that is where it's conflated. I'm not saying that if I would have watched it back when I was working at Hollywood Video, I wouldn't have loved it. But I think because I was so far removed, and I, anytime I see a post about this online, every July 3rd, somebody posts the... the and I, I didn't even know where that came from. I honestly thought it came from the... The Day of the Dead. I thought that that was what that George A. Romero film. Right. I thought that that's what that was from. I had no clues from this. So the second that pops up, I was like, meme, meme. You know, like that's where that's from. Well, and so, you got to think that even even in little things like uh, the Rucking Fountain T-shirts that we get, right? People have been going nuts. Please sponsor over us, the, Rucking Fountain. Right? Please give us money. <laughs> I, I don't care if you just give me a T-shirt. Yeah, I, just T-shirts. I'll, I'll take T-shirts. Give me a T-shirt and smalls. I'll do it extra large. Um, <laughs> yeah, smalls. We'll just hang them. Yeah. Um, but they their biggest shirt lately has been that Tarman shirt. Yeah, that you know is iconic oh, as far as my absolute favorite zombie in the entire so film. Great. When he's just coming around, brains. I was like, I want him tattooed on my body. Like he's so fucking awesome. I've actually looked up tattoos of him. Like people get tattoos, and it looks so cool. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> well, and this is that. and this is looking at some of the like past history on it. You know, is like kind of diving deeper into the movie. This was the first movie that started the whole brains trope right right cricket 
I love that. I love that. No, I went to you. No, so for me, <laughs> no, for me, it was it was kind of cool to see that. Okay, this is a zombie movie that exists in a world that acknowledges that George Romero made a zombie movie. I like that. And it was like, hey, you remember see Light of, Night of the Living Dead? You know all these things. But then they're like, no, these things actually exist. He made that movie, and the government told him to keep your mouth shut about what really happened. So it was more like. So his movie was a documentary <laughs> and not an actual just a movie, right? And it just it kind of set this little weird world. Uh, it was very screen for me. Yes, it was so very they, meta. They're using the past movies as being aware of what's going on, right? Because we get like in the in the funniest. I think one of the funniest scenes is the opening scene after they wake up from the toxic fumes, <laughs> yes, and dummies. they get they, the 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 body that's hanging in the cooler, the cadaver comes. They let him out, and he comes to life. And they drive a pickaxe right into his head because they're like, well, we saw this in the movie. Right. So we have to kill the brain because that's what it is. And then the guy just keeps moving. And I they're love like, well, that. shit. And he's, and he's hurt. What do we do? Like, the zombie's like crying out in pain. He's like, ah, God. And I'm like, he, they hurt the, the, the guy. Like, what the hell happened? I know. So I cool. actually felt sympathy for the girl that was on the table. The girl zombie was like, oh, we're yeah. always in pain. We need brains to make ourselves feel better. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh go, that ahead. Makes sense. go ahead and eat those brains, yeah, girl. Get, get, but it, but it's, yeah, it's so weird because they used, they made these zombies personable yeah. where they, they were not slow moving. They ran. They were, they were talking with their victims. They were coherent. Yeah, they were very, very coherent and aware of what was going on. And this was like something that, I mean, had not been done in movies. And that, I think that's what made it funny and that's what made it different. And, and like it, I said last week, uh, I don't really care much for the running and the and the zombies who have brains because of, uh, you know, it's kind of a stretch. It totally worked for this film. I, I did not mind it at all. You mentioned something. It was the wrong quote, but I, maybe it was from the second one it, with the paramedics. Well, he was like, he was correct because yeah. it was at the end of the credits where oh. the, the, the zombie pulls out the same, does the same yeah. skit oh, okay. and says, send more cops. Yeah, he I did that bit that. like yeah. twice. Like, okay. uh, they did the, the send more uh, paramedics. And then the next paramedics come up and they're little yellow slickers and then you see all the zombies <laughs> run at them. Rush them. And I'm sitting there going, I'll watch 20 more minutes of them just calling more people in. Be like, hey, what's going on here? And then like getting bum-rushed by all these zombies. It was so funny. I love how they set them up. I love how the zombies set up the police and everything like that. I wanted more zombies. Like I actually felt bad for the two people, the, to the old guy and the young dude. Nobody in this movie was annoy annoying in any way. Like There was no character that I was like, yeah, you deserve it. Like the, Even the young guy and that old guy who got the toxic fumes and oh my God. the game, I was like, actually kind of felt sorry for him. I was like, You feel sympathetic because yeah, the old guy sympathetic. realizes what's happening to him. So before he could fully turn, he takes off his wedding ring <laughs> yeah. and Boom. jumps inside the uh, like incinerator. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna cremate himself and you can hear him screaming i'm like well that's fucked up and then the young guy does some of the funniest things in later on in the movie that made me laugh where he's chasing his girlfriend after he's kind of turned into a, a living zombie and they've they've bombarded them like they've barricaded themselves either i think in an attic or a room and he's banging on it. he's like you know linda i don't know her name she's like hey i love you i love you oh i just want to eat your brains and he's like just <laughs> constantly mentioning that he just wants to eat her brains and he's like, "What? look what you made me do. You made me hurt myself. My wrist just fell completely off. And, like, you don't see it, but I'm just sitting there watching him, like, imagining him hitting the doorway to get where he's, he, she's at. And his art, like, his hand falls off. And he's, like, put out by it. And he's just like, let me just eat your brains. I'm like, this movie's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Like, the dialogue is so cheesy, but not to the point of annoyance. And it's just, it works throughout the entire thing, even to the point where... Toward the beginning, you see like the major punk guy who's upset that his friends only call him for a ride, 
and he's like, you only call me when you guys want to ride. And they're all like riding in his like, you know, old convertible. And then later on, he's just like standing there upset, just looking out into the middle distance going, come on, man. Like, I don't dress like this. It's not a costume. It's a way of life. Like, yeah. he's so upset that oh, people I don't take him serious part. as a punk. And it's just like you, you said, every character is, has so much personality, even yes. the littlest characters. And it's like not one of them that you, you want to die, but then you also want to see some shit happen to exactly. them. Exactly. So I was cool with the paramedics getting ran over, but when those punks started dying, I was like, I actually gave a crap. Yeah, like, like the even, first guy gets bit by Tar Man yeah. when they first go in the basement. And I'm just like, oh, that, that sucks. There goes well, him. And apparently there's like this, and I guess there's a different, there's like four different versions of this movie. And I guess there's a television series or a television made for television version of right. it. Right. And you're talking about his clothes and his punk and stuff. And I, at the back of his jacket says, fuck off. Yeah. And I, apparently for the TV version, it says television version on the back of his it's jacket. It's hilarious. Really? It is hilarious. <laughs> I read I, that too. I and I like, literally out loud laughed thinking, I kind of want to see that now. I just want to see the, the made for TV version. Because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happened with this movie. Um, mainly happening with the the one of the actresses who played, I think her name was Trash. Trash. Was blonde, uh, the big pink hair which obviously was a wig. Um, she is played by Leanna Quigley, who's been in a ton of horror movies. Like, you know, growing up through the 80s, if you've seen any horror movies where someone gets naked, it's usually her. <laughs> yep. it, it legit is her. And to the point of, in this movie, her her character strips down after, you know, prognosticating that she's about to die by people eating her. So she's like, that's the worst way to die. And then literally happens to her. Um she gets completely nude and starts dancing around. Well, she she's built like a Barbie doll only because she ended up showing up on set doing this part and the like either the director or the producer goes, "We can't show everything. We can't show Bush." So she's like, "Okay, <laughs> right. fine." Goes and completely shaves down to nothing. They do the scene again. He goes, "We can't show that either. What the <laughs> hell is going on?" I'm like, "What do you want from this woman?" Right. So they built some like prosthetic to kind of go over, kind of like a uh, what do they call it, like merkin, a, like a pasty. Yeah, and it completely like, smooths her out like a Barbie doll. So if you you know if you're a pre pre prepubescent boy and want to pause that movie and go check it out, she's <laughs> smooth like a Barbie doll, and it's just it's hilarious that she had to go through all that to do this scene, and for the rest of the movie she's pretty much nude. As a zombie, and the, and and the scene you're talking about where she's dancing on the 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 tomb of the like they're in the cemetery. Yeah, did that not like immediately? I thought of Ghostbusters. I was she like, oh like my Gozer. god, she's gonna summon Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? But yes, that's exactly what I thought of when at the end she's like white. Yeah, she's and, pale, and she looks like Gozer. Right. So I thought it throughout the whole film. But uh, yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, absolutely. I liked. How okay? So the two idiots let go of this the 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 chemical, and it infects just them two, right? At first, and then it kind of goes into the vents and infects everything in just that building, which is perfect, self-contained, no big deal. You got, you know, medical dogs who are obviously. I read something where the the prop guy built these tiny little dogs to come alive, and they're like half dogs. He wanted he didn't have the budget. He wanted to build Great Danes. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, that would have been fucking hilarious. Wow. So they've got things that are coming back alive in this medical medical supply company. Uh, you got the, you know, the the yellow, you know, from the City Zombie. Yeah. And then it would have been contained had they not chopped that guy up, gone to his their little buddy, 
and burned his body. Well, that's the funniest part and of the then, movie. And then the smoke goes up, starts like a, a acid, acid rain, rain, and then yeah. that's what infects everything else around it. But I'm there like, was a phone number on the side of the barrel that there said, is, if is. anything happens, call this number. And they were like, no, we can't call this number because no, we're going to get in trouble. You want to get and in it trouble. And it just elicits an, an entire shit show about to happen when if they would have just called the number... It would have probably just ended. Yeah, because we could they take said, two zombies yeah, out. No big how deal. Many, how many people have been infected? Oh, only a couple. Okay, we'll come take care of this. But. I know, right? Like, uh, <laughs> that, and that's one of my biggest pet, movie pet peeves. Like, it's simple probably my biggest simple conversation, but I'm okay with it in this one. Right. It worked. It, it makes sense. So um, this is this is such a throwaway scene, and it made me laugh that I had to pause the movie for a second. Main military guy who basically is the one <laughs> waiting to get word on where these canisters disappeared to. It's the call on the red line. He walks. <coughs> excuse me. He walks over. He comes home. He pulls up to this nice house. Goes in, and his wife has been slaving all day. And she's like, "I've made dinner." He goes, "What are we having?" Lamb chops. He goes, "I had that for dinner," and then dismisses her completely <laughs> and walks away. It's like, what a dick. Like, it's so great. Like, I don't know why it made me laugh so hard. He's like, just dismisses it completely. And she just like looks so defeated. And that's it. Like, that's their dynamic. He's so focused on work that he can give a shit about his wife. And then you don't see them until the uh, later part of the movie. But I I don't know why I laughed at that. He's just such an asshole and so dry about it. Like, I had it for lunch. And then just walks away. (laughs) I'm like, wow, what a dick. So it makes sense in that context why... Later on, when you see him and, you know, he's taking the notes on what happened and and authorizes what he authorizes, it makes sense. He's cold. Like, he's very calculated. He just wanted to find these containers that, uh, you know, the the military lost and somehow ended up in, like, Lexington, Kentucky or something. And it's, like, it's so random. I love that they don't, and this is so military, um, that they don't go looking for them. Like, no one cares. No, fuck that shit. They're just like, we lost all these, like, buckets of zombies and, well, uh, chalk that up as a loss. Right. (laughs) Oh, no, it was great. That's such a, I'm not even trying to get the the thick of this, but that is such a government thing to do. And, (laughs) and, uh, like, because I, I was in the military and I work for the government now and it's such a, it's so on on course for what they would actually do. Where's those four barrels of zombies? I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah. Right, anyways, move on. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. All right, we'll make sure you fill out this report. All right, have a good day. Put a number on it. Yeah, we'll be all right. Exactly. Yeah, no, that was great. And it just like how they made the rest of the zombies end up happening with the you know the burning of the body, and then like you know, like I said, making the rain happen, and then it kind of soaks into the ground and starts bringing more zombies out. I, I think that was great, and it just. Yeah, I, I can't talk about how great I like this well, movie. And this I movie know. had a lot. I mean, we obviously we grew up in the 80s, and this movie had a lot Wait, of that stuff. Yeah. This movie had a lot of that stuff Incredible. that was like the fearfulness of like nuclear war. It had the acid rain. It had all these things that, you punks. know, you were, yeah, like, like punks, you were, the punk scene. you were scared to death of because in school they'd be like, you know, oh yeah, acid rain or, you know, mm-hmm. nuclear war. They got these nuclear bombs and everybody was terrified of the stuff. And they kind of used all of the, the, the subject matter in this movie for that time. And I know. liked how they had a very diverse grouping of people. You had, you know, the older crowd who was dealing with, you know, the business side of things. And then you had the punks, but within the punks, you had the, the, the nerdy guy who wants to get with the one chick yep. who I guess in real life was a stripper. She was a stripper. And wow. they were like, okay, we got to get nude in this. She's like, no. So that's why the other chick got so naked all the time because this well, other chick who so was the, a stripper didn't want to do a role where you got naked. Like she was so tired of stripping. So wow. I, I guess O'Bannon <clears throat> met her at a strip at a strip club. at a strip club because I guess he was kind of from what I'm reading he's kind of kind of sleazy. So no. he, shocker. Yeah. So he he met her at the strip club and was like, hey, you want to be in this movie? 
Wow. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so you got that nerdy guy kind of trying to get with her, and then you've got the girlfriend of the other guy who at first you don't think is kind of a punk, but then his hat comes off and you kind of see his head's kind of shaved in a certain way. So you know he's a part of the group, but she's kind of dressed as like the prom queen or you know wearing like the poodle skirt type stuff. So you've got such a weird diversity within this little group of people. I just don't know how they would have ever gotten together to hang out in real life. And it was just so cool to see all that. Well, and, and part of that that whole group there's so I recognized one guy and I was like I was like where have, yes so I go where have I seen this guy before so I do some digging and I was like that's where I've seen him he was in he's the enchilada guy from Friday the Thirteenth Part Five yep in fact he t- he got that role <laughs> I would have never I would have never connected he's the that. same character though this, he's got the Jerry curl he's the same exact character it's, it's in Ma- Friday the Thirteenth Miguel A Nunez Jr yes. I believe is the guy's name but he was homeless. Like this, wow. the director this found first people movie. random things. Like he found the stripper at the strip club, and this guy was homeless, and he brought him on to do this part. That's and cool. then now he's gone on to do yeah Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. I've seen him in a few because he was things. he was the guy that had the upset stomach from the enchiladas, and he's sitting there yeah. and he's like, oh man, enchiladas, right. and he gets up and he yeah. goes to blow up the toilet and gets killed. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it works. But yeah, no, I it, like I said, this is a cast of people that you wouldn't know by name. Like if you like read the cast list, you wouldn't know who these people are, but you've seen them. Like the main old guy that was showing the young guy around, I've seen that guy in a number of different things. Right, I felt the same way. So it's like it's it's one of those weird. You know, I've seen them, but I couldn't name them kind of casts. And I think that worked well for this because it was just, you know, you didn't have to identify with a main protagonist. You could just enjoy everybody going through their thing. And that's what I did. I, I think that's the biggest takeaway. If you even if you're not a cinephile, even if you're not somebody who wants to sit around and learn directors and names of everybody, you can go into this film and say, oh, I liked everybody in that. And I don't, you know, it, not, it's nothing about this is offensive except for maybe the end. Um that wasn't even offensive. Honestly, I, I loved it. That was the best way to end that movie. It, and it, ha- was so it happened, and I was like, this is what we always talk about, where they could just end the movie with a simple push of a button. Right. And they did. Yeah. And when the, when the ending happened, because I thought, oh, they're going to do something weird. And he's like, nope, you know what? Where, how, how far is it contained? Oh, it's only 200, 300 people? Fucking nuke them. Yeah. Well, hey, what, yeah. what did he say? He goes, uh... Oh, it'll only kill like 4,000 people. Yeah, yeah, no, minimal casualties. Uh, It was almost right on target. We got everything. We're good. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was great because like it it gets to a point where it's contained pretty much within the the graveyard and the cemetery, and then it kind of expands out into the town a little bit, and you see barricades of cops. And you're like, okay, so these cops have all their guns drawn. They're going to wreck shop. This is how this movie's going to end. They're just going to lay waste to everything. That's what I thought, yeah. Nope. Nope. nope, they're they're fast moving zombies. Like <laughs> yeah. some of them are a little quicker than the others, and they overrun the cops, and everything goes to shit. And I'm like, well, shit. How do they end this? And then yeah, someone they finally say, fuck it, we're gonna call the number on the barrel. They get a hold of the guy who doesn't want lamb chops for dinner, and uh, he's like, okay, he's very very methodical. He's taking notes. All right, cool. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna put you on hold. And get you with the other guy. Well, they and were like, we're not preparing person. for this. That right. entire part was hilarious. Right. It, he, everyone was so stone faced, like straight. <laughs> they played the entire scenes straight. He as reminded an me of Robert Stack's character in Airplane, where he's very <laughs> very straight. Like yes. he, he's not making jokes like everybody else in the movie. None of his lines are really inherently funny. He's he's the straight man, and yeah, he's taking his notes, doing his thing, and he's like, okay, well, we got a contingency for that, and they're like, okay, cool, cool. They, you know, he's got stuff for it. We're good, and then you hear, 
<laughs> very, very just a, as almost like a joke, and then boom, you, there you, goes Lexington. You see the mush, You see the mushroom cloud, yeah, and you see it kind of just vaporize everything. But then it leads into the part where they just did the exact same fucking thing exactly. that the guys at the beginning of the movie did. Right. When they nuked them, the shit went into the air, it rained again, and it fucking created more zombies. Right. And, and, and it's great because there's a scene at the end where you see the rain soaking into the water, and then you see the zombie, the, the skeleton come out, and then like tilt his head forward, open his eyes, and open his mouth, and it's very jokey. They were apparently... That was a, a fill-in... Uh, effect that they were they were going to fix and they never did and it became so iconic with this movie that they left it in and they're like the guy was like yeah I really hated that I left that in but I guess everyone loved it and well, you could see like the dowels in its neck yeah. and I mean it was it was so blatantly a puppet right and that's and that's fine for this movie because I mean that's that's the vibe that this movie gives off oh it's, it's silly it's, as all it's, shit. it's just silly it's a fun watch it's as I was saying last week you know when we're talking about is this a movie that you're going to bring to your table during a Halloween season? This movie's going to be in that oh, pile now that. Yeah. because it's a fun watch. You know, and I told Aaron, and I, I think he misunderstood what I said. I go, is this a great movie? This is not a stellar movie, but it's a good enough movie that makes it fun. There's a lot of one-liners, and it's a movie that you can revisit every single time you watch it they chop, and have fun with it. They chop up the, the yellow guy, bring him to the <laughs> corner, and basically says, they're rabid weasels. We need to just kill them. And the guy's like, I'll just take him out back and shoot him right now. Why does he have a gun, for one? He's... I, well, maybe never mind. He's in Kentucky. He's a mortician. Uh, he's a mortician in you Kentucky. Need, you never need guns for those dead people. And, uh, yeah, he's got a gun, and uh, they bring the... Uh, like They chopped up the body parts, and it's just... It's just silly, and it's it's silly just to be silly, and it's fun. It's not an inherently scary movie. I it's mean, definitely not scary, uh, but it's no. it's so good for what it is that it is definitely something I will constantly watch again. Yeah, uh, it's definitely going on the rotation. I actually want to watch the um, the sequels. My biggest thing, and what I what you're saying is, oh, it's not it's not particularly. Good. I think it is a good movie. That that's the point I'm trying to make. Is it's it's campiness. It's enjoyability and um, these relatable characters like the tar zombie. Like I like, right. I want to see that zombie just as much as I want to see, you know, the, the old guy putting, I, I think it was self for the, me. It was like, I think you, you probably compare it to other, maybe bigger budget movies. You can, I just look at this as like, you say, okay, the story is good enough. It's funny. Is it a great movie? Like where you can go, Oh man, that's a masterpiece of a movie. It's probably not, but there's great things in it that you can appreciate now. And like I said, I'm not by any means saying that it's this is not a good movie. It's just I didn't think that like quality wise. I mean, you can see the problems. You can see like when when the the guys running around. There's obviously a decapitated zombie that's right. on this guy's shoulders, and it does not fit the movie. But I can throw all that away because the movie is so fun it, and it's so fun watch. But I think that sometimes when you think about old movies like this, you the the issues are just are just as iconic as the film itself. Yeah, kind of like with Star Wars and the stormtrooper running into the you know the, the his head into the thing. Uh, I just Wait, what? Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know stuff like that. The the Wilhelm scream in Star Wars, all that stuff, or whatever it's called. I think I don't think is it's a Wilhelm scream. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, so I just I, I don't I can't I some sometimes flaws make 
the film better because you're like, oh, that's a flaw. It looks real good, you know, type of thing. You know, Jurassic Park has a ton of flaws. I think that's part of the so, how great. But I the think movie they were is. very aware of those flaws, though. I well, think, that, and that's what the difference in this movie is. They were aware of those flaws. Is where sometimes flaws just happen in other movies. Right. I think they were just like, fuck it, we got to move on. Like we don't give a fuck. They couldn't make this. I mean, this is the shark in Jaws. They couldn't get him to work. Right. Yeah. It makes the movie better. You know, like that's that's what I'm saying is those flaws make the movie better. Well, that, the, that's it, all. This is okay. So last week we talked about um, Phantasm, and for me, it great felt, film. Fuck that movie. So good. <laughs> so Brad <laughs> Johnson on Scott's Facebook agrees with me. Brad, shout out Brad. Ugh, Brad. Um, I don't I know if his listened. last name is Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Brandon? Brandon. Brandon. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Not even good enough for a shout out. Yeah, I'm. Uh, no. I'm terrible. Well, at when, this. when he when he said that, because he he recommented back like Phantasm is phenomenal, and I'm like. <laughs> Did he listen to the show, or did he? Is he I almost said, "Hey, go listen to the show, and you'll, yeah, no, yeah, you're gonna get very angry." For, for me, that movie felt like a student film, and it was bad in places that was just bad. Aaron's shaking his head violently. You can probably hear the bean rattling in his head. <laughs> um, but for me, this bean. feels like a low budget, high budget movie where they had the money to do certain things and it looked good. Like when they, the zombies would attack people, when they would bite into people's heads, when they would do stuff. The tar man was such a great physical. They were using effect. real brains. Sheep brains. Uh, yeah. Sheep or sheep cow, sheep or cow brains or something. And I guess they paid people extra money if they would chew on the actual brains the before the movie. Yeah. So they, you wanted to chew, they wanted them to chew on the brains to make it more realistic. So they offered them higher pay mm -hmm. to chew on the brains. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, fucking so awesome. The director was like, you guys look, really dug deep. <laughs> oh dude, I love this movie. I, <laughs> I want to do everything about this movie. I want to watch the sequel. And I've, yeah, like I, I like, said, the third one I've never seen. Maybe next Halloween we'll just do Triple a triple feature. We'll watch all three. We'll watch all three. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was one of those things where I guess the director was like, I want it to look realistic, but I'm not going to make you guys do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. And he took a bite out of a brain himself. Oh, wow. So the director, you know, put up and shut up. And then, you know, people definitely went in. So I pulled up some eat, more facts. You want to some, oh, please do. Yes. So this movie. It says, I'll talk about it all day. So when he, he comes out, remember originally when they come out and they're sweating and they wake up from like being knocked out right. and he comes out and he's like, oh, this place stinks so bad. And he sprays Lysol all over the place. Yes. Apparently what it's saying is they had to get approval from Lysol to spray that. And Lysol was like, yeah, that's cool because, you know, the idea that Lysol can kill any conceivable odor. That's, a, that's a great plug for us. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. That was like the one product placement. I know they uh, the chemical company Darrow was supposed to be a play on Dow Chemicals, which is, you know, back in the 80s was definitely uh, a huge issue with like poisoning. So and this like is that. this is one that I like I looked at and I didn't have time to see it, but I did notice it in the movie. So when they're sitting in the office in the desk, there's an eye test poster over his shoulder. Yes. And apparently the words or the letters read, Bert is a slave driver and a cheap son of a bitch who is going bald too. Ha ha. Okay. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> okay. So I read that every single time, but I didn't know what it meant. That's what it means. Well, no, but, but who is Bert? Bert is the, the boss. Oh, okay. I see. I think that that's just like a novelty thing. Well, and right. The, the, the two main characters are Bert and Ernie. And yes, I guess they I did, did that, that and didn't realize that they did it until after someone mentioned it to the director. He's like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But yeah, I guess, so not to get into the sequel, but I guess the main guy who ended up uh, killing himself in the, the, the furnace, he plays a, another character in the second movie that almost has kind of the same line. So to me, it feels like they did the Evil Dead route where they did another movie 
but kind of it was like so the like same Phantasm movie. Two, yeah, Evil well, Dead. Yeah, so they Got kind it. of like did a, a redo, and he played a character that did some of the same lines, like you know, you know, shut up. What do you want to lose your job or something like that? So <laughs> they kind of do some of the same plays on things, and it's just so think of I how this movie would have been again. different. That Burt's role was actually offered to Leslie Nielsen. Oh. I would have and he turned that. it down because, well, they turned him down because he wanted too much money for the role. Oh, come on, Leslie. <laughs> then that just means that that is... Then we uh, got Naked Gun. That, I, I know. Yeah. But, so, but I'm just saying, uh, so that means that Return of the Living Dead is supposed to be like an airplane or a spoof or whatever. I mean, I definitely that, think they played on the campy and the, they, they made something intentionally funny. Right. Whereas like some of these movies, I mean... I personally, like, you know, we talked about, I liked Halloween Kills, but the they wrote it to have funny parts because, you know, you know, David Gordon Green and um, what's his face, Danny McBride, right. they have a comedy background. So they tried to inject comedy into a horror movie and a lot of it fell flat and it was just kind of weird and, and some of it was okay. But some of it, I think this came at it was, we want to do something that's fun and funny and crazy, but it's also a zombie movie. Yeah. And like you said, it does tackle some of the, the biggest issues of the 80s with like pollution, acid rain, things like that. The military, the you know, all that stuff, Cold War. And I think it did so well and blending everything together where I don't feel like the jokes were just shoehorned in to be dumb. I, agree. I think they all gr- they were it was great and like I you know it was but fun from the beginning I to the like, end of it. I like slapstick stuff. Me too. I, I mean, did. I grew up with the police academies police and like the Academy, naked guns naked and things gun, like that. Uh, I like that shots. stuff. Yeah, I like slapstick comedy, and this is exactly what it was. It was aware. It it's a fun movie. It is. You know, you don't you don't have to, you know, and this is where I think Phantasm went bad for me, which is not saying that it was a bad movie. But it was, I think, <laughs> I think trying to be too, it was trying to be too horror. Mm-hmm. This movie is just like, fuck it. We know what we are. We know how we're going to present it. It and took itself just too gonna, serious in the yeah. horror department and didn't know how to pull it off. Man, this it's really weird that I do a show with two guys that are so wrong every week. Uh, so what'd you give it, Scott? I th- Again, this is a movie that is probably going to, this is a rewatch movie for me for, for the October season. Am I going to watch it just... I mean, if it's on TV, I'll sit and watch it. I'm pulling it out at Halloween. You know, I mean, this is one of those movies. For for the horror genre, it's a four. I okay. give it a four. You, what about you, Jordan? I'm going to give it a four. Like it's it's just a fun, fun movie. And I I've seen a lot of zombie movies, and like some of them do take themselves too seriously. I mean, if you go to the Romero ones, it's all political agenda. It's all about social commentary, and they're great. Um, even some of the worst ones are good, but for this was it was just fun like it was just it was a fun ride from the start of that movie to the end of that movie and it definitely made me want to watch the sequel and i looked into it and like i i i don't think i have done as much research after a movie lately than i have with this I'm proud of you guys for that so good <laughs> And um, I, I, so, I enjoyed some it. Some like, of us had a show to record. I, well, yeah. sorry. I mean, I didn't. I did. You know, I did read a little bit about. It. I just didn't go fucking. I didn't go that deep. I just. No, I just look fun. up. Like I just Google stuff and be like, hey, yeah, what, so weird, weird facts. Like, yeah. give me some weird facts yeah. that I didn't. You know, maybe not know. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't like I, I wish that movie. Honestly, the only one thing I don't like that was not as heavy into this movie was that tar man zombie. Like I really enjoyed his what? character. I wanted more of it. Oh no, no, no. Oh. I hated that fucking thing. No, he was, I was about to no. fight you. Just, it was, it was, 
I like that character. Like yeah. when he was chasing He's the girl up, character. he was moving a little slow. And the way he said brains, he, I want that as my ringtone. Yeah, like and, I got and, a little tidbit with that. And, part. And like and oh, it's good. great because you know, I'm gonna do it. This I know this is an audio me- uh, medium, but here we go. And he goes brains <laughs> and he like does this neck like almost he's like he's like it, oh my god that was so funny, it was great and, and it was i just love that and then they hit his head off with a baseball bat and i'm just like no well, apparently the stuff that they used to cover him with was some kind of a thickening agent that they used for milkshakes oh and it's the same it's the same thing that with they used to create the blob Whoa, Whoa! That's awesome. Yeah. You know oh, I love screw the you. And the more you know, facts. we love facts. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, add it in, add it in. So I am going to awesome. uh, go against the grain. Give it a what? No, I'm totally kidding. Um, I'm <laughs> oh, screw you, Internet. It's not Phantasm One. Yeah, exactly. Phantasm way better. No, uh, actually, this I'm on the same page as you two. This is one of my f- new favoriteest horror films. I absolutely love this fucking movie. Um, I want to see the sequels. I want to view this with an audience. I want to know everything there is to know about it, and I want to show it to my kid one day. I give it a five. It's it's That's up how there. I was going to teach him about women. Uh, yeah, right. Is this, is this the first like, five? This was the vote. No, I gave uh, I gave something else a five. I gave something else a five. I can't remember. Did you give Rumblefish a five? No. No. Oh, I, didn't. Okay. I think I, think I, I saw think the hard, devil, maybe. Oh, I think it was I saw the devil, yes. Oh, maybe. I maybe. didn't give hard eight a five, I don't think. But, hmm. um, no, this is definitely a five. I just, I'm not. If I had to criticize it, it wouldn't be the movie. It'd be you because I'm tired of you patting yourself on the back like you. Oh, check it out, guys! I picked this. Well, movie. We're not rating the people who picked. <laughs> I these know, I know, but that's I, why I gave it a five. It's, it's like Bob Ross over here, man. It's called Happy Accidents. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you've done it. You've fallen into shit twice. Did it so. again. Good I did, for it, you. It was. It was just on a bunch of movies that I had listed on my phone. This is your Sour it was, Patch Watermelon. I just thought I was like, you know, right I got to get this movie out of the way because I've I've just put it off. Honestly, you know? I'm glad you did. Like, I really, I, I'm glad you did. Like I said, I thought I'd seen parts of this movie and um, I hate growing up and it, honestly, it was part two. And hates. I remember, because honestly, you're going to like part two. I think Aaron a lot more goes back to what we were talking about last week. The whole movie kind of revolves around these two kids who find oh, one kids. of the canisters, <laughs> and then like it's them and the sister dealing with the zombie apocalypse. So I think it's it's definitely geared toward it's the younger Aaron's wheelhouse, right? And, I, love, and I think that's why I remember like our that movie. one. Yeah, and I saw that when I was younger, and I think that's what it was. Yeah. So his next movie is uh, Return of the Living Dead Two. No, no, no. Oh, um, I'll I'll pick my second movie after we talk about Oculus, but uh, I like that. And I was going back to what you were saying last week, where you were like, "Do you just like kids? You fucking." Pedo. And I wasn't trying to be an asshole uh, about it. I was thinking about how much more I like Pet Cemetery Two than the first one, and that's because it was fucking two kids. Two kids. <laughs> I'm telling uh, you, I know. Maybe maybe you're onto something there. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, it's a five. I I still don't give you any credit, Scott, because you've fallen into this vat. <laughs> you know twice. what? I don't need your credit because um, I have my own feelings inside but and this is what inside i'm a winner but the last two movies you picked is the exact <laughs> essence of this fucking show movies that we should have seen 80 years ago oh, and we did it and um i just i loved it i loved everything about it and then uh the random generizer 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 the random thing the whammy the whammy gave it gave us uh oculus so now we can talk about that Tim is a healthy adult who represents no danger to himself or anyone else. And I believe he should be discharged. Hey, little brother. I found it. What do you mean? We only have a few days. A few days for what? To keep our promise and kill it. 
My name is Kaylee Ann Russell. The purpose of today's experiment is to prove that the object behind me is responsible for at least 45 deaths in the four centuries of its recorded existence. And we got a new home, so we get new furniture. It's a bit ostentatious, though, don't you think? Hey, Dad, who's that lady in your office today? What lady? We were just kids. We made up a scary story so we wouldn't have to accept the fact that our father was a sick man who killed our mom. 2013, directed by Mike Flanagan, starring Carrie Gillian, who's the only notable star in this. Um, nope. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I'm dad. sorry. The dad is Rory Cochran, who yes, was in right. Empire Records. You're right. But, I mean... No, shut up. Everyone wow. had a, should have seen wow. Empire it's also, Records. also, this is a 2014 film. Yeah. 2014. Oh, God. Has it been that long already? Yeah. I, I don't... I, I honestly... Like, See, no IMDb joke, feel has like that. it listed as 2013. It's, uh, it came out April 11, 2014. Huh. It probably well, IMDb's was... IMDb's wrong. And then, oh, well, now this is where I go do? to get my information, IMDb. You need to get your shit together. I'm just letting what? you know. It's on Encore <laughs> East tonight at 5 p.m. if you'd like to check it out. Uh, well, actually, it's... Today, you missed it. Today, it's Sunday. <laughs> it's Sunday. That was I hope you liked it yesterday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> um, so Who directed that movie, and where do we know him from? Mike Flanagan directed it, and he has directed uh, The Haunting of Hill House, uh, most recently the Manor, and then Midnight Mass, which I have started, and it is pretty good. Uh, I haven't gotten through it. Um, what else has he done? Doctor he, Sleep. Doctor Sleep, which... I have my own set of issues with, but that might just be internal because I know everyone loves that. He directed Hush, which I actually really I liked. I loved Hush. That was um, good. Was that the one where she was like deaf? Yes. And like the killer comes into the house or someone comes into the house? And, Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Definitely check that one out. What else? Like, oh, uh, the synopsis of this movie is so weird. Gerald's Gerald's Gerald, game. Gerald's, Gerald's game. So he. Gerald. That's a. What's that's what is a, wrong with me? A lot. Uh, it's. That's a Stephen King story. So was Doctor Sleep. So he's definitely has a hard on for Stephen King. Right, I do too. Um, that's why I I, I like his, Gerald's great his game. His story is not as not as him as a person. No, no. <laughs> no, it was younger Stephen King. I like that crazy coked up. Let's do. Uh, you ever read it? Because yes. I have. Okay. Yeah, it was one of the first real thick books I ever read, and it fucked me up. I prefer the movies over the the story. The story gets, I uh, to be honest. Oh, you didn't like the underage like not sex e- orgy? <laughs> not even that. The fact that they go outside the universe to learn about the fucking origins of Earth in order to destroy oh, the, Pennywise. The, yeah. It's fucking insane. It he had to be like shooting up heroin. Well, you know why? All story. of it, all of it ties in together. You like, have you to know, make... The Dark Tower ties into it. Everything ties into it. It's all just a weird, crazy world that he. I, I get it. I just he's on cocaine. I I. When maximum the, overdrive is the definite, I own that cocaine, and movie. I've seen it. So calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, he had the money. He had the theme song ready, and you know, nope. yeah, <laughs> finger on the button. No, but uh, honestly, um, just for two seconds, I'm going to go on an it rant here. Uh, I I prefer the movies over the book because the book is so batshit crazy, and like I just once they start having to like tell jokes in order to like take each other's tongues and put them around, I just I. I read the book right before the new movie came out and that was the first time I had read it and I was it literally it was such a turnoff and what I mean by that it was like I was like disgusted by it that I just oh I was just crazy but that's that's my Stephen King can't so yes Mike Flanagan yeah he directed uh, Oculus he, he does a lot of these movies he directed Oculus I do have a history with this film me and Brian went and saw it in theaters uh when it came out 
I do recall us hating it. Um, not much has changed. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it, so the, the like the breakdown of the movie, and I'm going to actually change two of the words because I think that my words will come across better. It says a woman tries to exonerate her brother who was convicted of murder by proving that the crime was committed by a mirror. Right. What is now it, it says by a supernatural phenomenon. Right. It's a mirror. Yes. So pretty much <laughs> this movie starts off and they have captured the mirror and they have it in like a sterile room. Which and- again... Five minutes. This yeah. movie should be five minutes long. I know. Destroy the mirror. Be done with it. No, no they, they have to talk about it. You nope. can't destroy the mirror. They talked about that. Yeah, but <laughs> the she, mirror will make you not destroy it. So, and I know we're jumping ahead of here a little bit. There's not much. She does. The, she summit like she sets it up. So she, the mirror has a history, right? So she sets it up in this room and she starts. I'm going to record it. We're going to summon it with the dog. We're going to like the plants, all this stuff. So she has to summon the thing out of the mirror. Why did she have to do that? Just fucking break the mirror when you get it. I completely agree. Um, I, they had this thing. It was almost like this mirror was keeping them hostage. She had this whole jerry rig system. Yeah. Just, just go in, shut the door, do the jerry rig thing. I think she wanted to feel like she wasn't crazy and saw something in her youth that didn't exist. Yeah. And, and that's the essence of why she wanted to go to those links. Now, this movie... It jumps back and forth in time. So you get the past of when they were kids and you see, me, um, you know, the parents moving into this new house. That was me. Um, and then, uh, and then you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, her as an adult. She got her brother out of the mental institution and, and she's trying to pull him back in real quick after he's kind of just said, you know what, this never really happened. Just kidding. Fuck you. Let's go get this mirror. And it, it jumps back and forth so much that I almost feel like the better movie would have been watching how the family starts to go insane until the dad and the mom kill each other, fuck each other, whatever. Like that to me would have been a better movie as a whole. Just like when she's telling about all the past experiences with this mirror, a lot of those stories would have made better movies than having to watch her sit there and explain to her brother why she wants to do it for an hour and a half. Right. And it just... Well, and the ending was fine, and you know, and and again, like I said, we'll Anchors just jump away. all. Over. Yeah, I mean, the ending I think was I I don't know if she it kills was, herself or their own trap. It was yeah, it wasn't as hell. It, it wasn't necessarily like I didn't see it coming that way, but I knew something was coming along that same lines. When she bit into the apple slash light bulb, that's when I knew shit was about to really fuck her. Right, up. and 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 it does. That's what this movie does do well. Is it? It bridges what is real and what is what is not in this movie because she is like the movie and the mirror is playing the scenario and it's making them see things and they don't know whether it's real or not. That part I did enjoy because I thought it was good in the movie and it makes it. I think it's a lot better than a lot of other more modern horror movies. And I know we've said this till the we've beat this horse with a fucking hereditary and midsummer are terrible films. And I compare it to that same just because it's um, I I consider it in that modern it's it's part of it's part of the conjuring, it's part of you know some of these like like modern day movies. And I just thought it was a lot better than some of those. I felt which it wasn't great, but. I felt completely different because um, it's not psychological in any way. This is jump scare the movie 2014 edition. That's it all it, it was. That. I don't even and, think there was jump scares though. Yeah, there definitely there, was. There when was he's one. In... There was two moments where I felt uneasy. Where she first sees the mirror down in the warehouse, and she's looking in the mirror, and you see three mannequins behind her. Right. And you see it kind of move, and she turns around. And there's three mannequins behind her, 
and she's going toward it. And then the, the, the guy shows up and scares her. She looks back at the mirror and there's three mannequins, but when she turns back, there's only two. So I was like, oh, okay, that was going to fuck her up. But <laughs> it didn't because guess what? It's we more don't of that, see it. It's more of that creepy um, what's going to happen. And, Nothing. And, and the Nothing score happens. the score of this movie sets the same thing because the score is that it's that low you I know, definitely yeah. low went music like this a that, few times, and I had already seen the movie. Like when uh, I can't re- remember, I watched this on Monday. Um, I, she's in her mom's room or dad's room, and you know what I'm talking about. There was the, somebody there was a chained part to a bed or something like the that. The mom was chained. Yeah. Uh, I think either in the bed or an attic or something like that because the, she was yeah, chained was, in the bedroom. It was right, right. after the mom the choked wall. the the That's younger kid, was. and then the dad like choked her out like yeah. fucking, like a boss, and then. Uh, so it dragged that, her ass off into somewhere and then like chained her up. I thought something creepy was going to happen then nothing creepy happened. It was just weird. I, it was weird. it was a lot, a lot of setup for no payoff. Like it's yes. it was trying to make you feel like you were about to be scared and then they let off the gas and you're like, "Oh, okay." And then they do it again and they ramp it up and then they let off the gas. And it just <laughs> it's it was a lot of teasing something bigger. And yeah. honestly, like I almost feel like there there should have been some big creature or some kind of ghost or entity like you see you know uh, a woman standing there and her eyes are glowing she disappears like that's the creepiest things that you'll see right. and, and it just kind of it feels like there was a lot of build-up for no payoff i completely yeah i completely agree um i know mike Flanagan likes to do this like emotional horror and stuff like that and in the thing and i always talk about this and i'm going to bring it up during every every time is the internet's reaction to this film, and people generally love this movie. It got high ratings. And, I mean, it's in the 70s or 80s in uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but if you go into like a horror site on Facebook, or if you go onto a Reddit or a Twitter, and you talk about this film, it's beloved, and people think it's 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 modernly scary. And I, again, once again, I hate bringing it up. <laughs> people think the same thing about Hereditary Midsummer, but this, I don't. I still don't put this in the same category as that. But this is a a generally not good film that I've now visited revisited many years after I've seen it, which I honestly thought, okay, maybe I'll see, you know, unlike once upon a time with the West, maybe I'll see what I was missing in 2014. Cause there's only one other film I've ever done that with. And it's Mad Max Fury road. Um, I, it, it was, it, I felt the same watching it Monday that I did eight years ago. So or whatever it is, I, I did. Okay. You're going to give me shit. I did what you did. I watched this movie. I didn't like it. Right. I went and read about it. Everyone's jacking it off, like you said. <laughs> I'm like, what did I miss? So I viewed it first as a horror movie, and I was like, this is a terrible horror movie. And then I went back and viewed it. Like Some, some guy basically said, this is a tale of two different movies. One's a horror movie. One's a psychological thriller about trauma and what you perceive to be real and what's not. That I could see. So I rewatched it with that mindset. And I still hated it. I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't like it. I, I'm not changing my. I'm not changing my view on it. But I could see where you know you want to watch something to kind of get a better view of it. And you're right. The people are loving this movie. And I kept sitting there comparing it to another horror movie that honestly I felt was scarier, even though it's a terrible horror movie. And it's Mirror. I love Mirrors. I fucking love that movie. <laughs> but that's what that this movie felt like. It should have been in that universe. Mirrors. And Oculus. I got so excited it, there. I was flipping him off. Yeah, he I was. Exactly what he said. He was but, but, say. But, but, that's the movie. Like, I actually enjoyed Mirrors. Yeah, I, I love Kiefer Sutherland. He could literally do anything and I'd watch it. Um, I I agree. That's also a jump scare film. But yeah. Um, but I, I think it played on the, you know, the mirror being evil or 
something on the other side that it played so much better than Oculus because I agree Oculus it's like oh look it's a mirror I know and people it, probably it, think we're dumb for this but I don't really don't care my thing about it is is uh like whatever you want I'll never give you crap for that but you're gonna need to explain it to me because me sitting here watching um you know this film uh, you know eight years removed whatever it is 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 seven years removed and still feeling the same way I felt about it when I was sitting in the theaters watching it. I mean, that says something because there's a lot of movies that I can revisit and say, okay, you know what? I really did not like this when I saw it, but mm-hmm. I can find some parts enjoyable. I found Oculus to be more boring than anything. Not That's and, my problem. With and it. not even in the sense where it's like, oh, this is so boring, it's unwatchable. It's it's just there. It's it, it, There's nothing it sequel, in that. too, didn't it? I have no idea. Did it? Oh, maybe it was Ouija that I'm thinking about. You're probably right. I've never, with, I've never seen. And I, I don't yeah, know. I don't think there's an Oculus too. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's but, that's my biggest takeaway. Just it's a uh, it's a boring horror film that doesn't belong to be in anyone's list. I definitely won't be revisiting it in, in, during any Halloween. That's for sure. You watch you rewatch Halloween Kills, right? Twice and you and you still loved love. it. Okay, I love that movie. I just want. I know we're problems we're about a week removed. Um, I heard a lot of things. We'll get into that in a second. Let's give our reviews for Oculus. I, I want to touch up on that, and then we'll kind of give you a breakdown of what's going to go on. So, what did you give it, Scott? What did you think about Oculus? It was for me kind of standard kind of road. Like I said, I, I kind of the same thing with Jordan. Took it as like this. Okay, this is going to be like a horror movie, and it really kind of wasn't. It was more like I said, more of a thriller type movie. Right. It was it was okay. I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't a movie that I loved. I, it's two and a half, uh, I so, guess. You know. So uh, the biggest thing I love about this film is the fact that it made me go back and watch it, made me revisit something I didn't like. But I like the fact that I still did not like it. Um, it's a one for me, and the only reason it's a one is because I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I would never. I'll never watch it again. I've seen it twice now. I know I don't like it seven years removed and I still don't like it. I don't think about, I don't think in seven more years I'm going to all of a sudden magically like it. I like Carrie Jillian, Karen Jillian, uh, even when there's, she has a ton of makeup on and, and she's an in infinity war uh, or doctor who I loved her in doctor who. Um, but uh, as far as this movie goes, it's just no, it's just not for me. I like Mike Flanagan. I like the stuff he tries to do. The reason I don't like doctor sleep and, and doctor sleep is another film that the internet goes around and high fives itself about. But unfortunately, Compared to the source material, it is way below average. And I actually, but like I said, I do actually like Mike Flang, and I think he has potential. Who am I? I'm a fucking podcaster in a closet. <laughs> you got, have potential, Mike Flang. Um, but uh, we'll be bad at Mike. You'll I, get it. I think one day, I think there, one day I'll like one of his films. But uh, so far, I'm just I'm in his corner. I just don't like what he produces. So it's a one for me. Uh, for me, it's a one and a half. I feel it's it's a watchable movie if you're not like me and like the slasher films, the horror, the guts, the gore, the craziness. I need a monster. I need a, something something driving this movie. And people who loved Bly Manor, people who loved, uh, what was it, the Hill House, things like that, they're going to like this movie. Yeah, I and think that's where the, I was kind of coming from. Yeah, and, that, and that's, I think that's his game. Like, I think that's it. And I think he does better in long form when I, he can tell a say, longer I liked story. I Hill House, but I didn't like Bly Manor. Right. Well, he, he, I believe, is a better director when he's in long form. Yeah. So he can do eight episodes, build tension, really flesh out a story and do it. When he's confined to an hour, hour and a half movie, you're not going to get anything good out of it. And I like I enjoyed, uh, like you said, I like I like Doctor Sleep, but 
I think a lot of it, some of it was performance-based. I loved... My problem was I read the book like I've literally a week too. before the movie came out, mm-hmm. and I was so in love with it because Stephen King does such a good job of showing this guy at his absolute rock bottom. Mm-hmm. He, he intertwines the story so well that it's like, um, at the end, you're like, it, it's satisfying. My problem with Dr. Sleep is you did not get that no, same thing. No, it was more didn't. like, hey... Do, you remember, you remember the the hotel. Yeah, remember yeah, the here shining. it is. Here's the shining. Here's a guy that's a really crappy copy of Jack Nicholson. He's it's actually terrible. So here he is. Do you yep. like that? Look, guys. You and know, I just, like that I just, guy who played that character was the kid uh, that was an ET. Yes, I did know that. And I'm like, holy shit. So, just like okay, so it's just like last week with Halloween. We were trying to figure out the Doctor Loomis. Yeah. It was someone who worked on the movie that had a general resemblance to uh, Donald Pleasance and they did very little makeup that, and that pros- was it. What's it? What is little it? prosthetics. Yes. Prosthetics. Yeah. They did very little to add to it, but he looked just like Donald Pleasance. I kept thinking they had found old footage or they doctored something up or they did some CGI. Nope. It was a, it was a guy. So yeah, no, that was weird. Um, so yeah, I just, like I said, I wanted to circle back to Halloween kills. I know we talked about it in long form or about a week removed. I have, I did rewatch it as well this week. Uh, I still love it, and I haven't changed my mind. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, I have yet to hear a valid criticism about it, and I would honestly like one. Um, I can understand not liking the ending, but saying that the entire film is bad because of an ending is is a cop-out. Um, I also understand that the middle of this movie is Evil Dies Tonight at a, at a, at a, ho- a hospital f- for at least 12 minutes, and uh, it, it sucks. It, it does, but I still think... On the grand scale of things, this is a perfect, not a perfect, but it is a good filler sequel to get to the end. Like a road you have to go through, almost as if you were doing uh, a TV series or something and you were you were ramping up to get to the final, the finale of yeah, that. this is the penultimate episode. It's I, like, oh, okay. I, I like, I, st- I just, I, I would like if you are out there, if you are out there, please email us and let us know because... I, I need a valid criticism because I, I've heard a lot of people I actually respect, other podcasts, people on Letterboxd, um, you know, the, um, what's it called? The reviewers I actually follow have crapped on this thing, but I have yet to see why. They're just like, this is bad. It reminds me of Jason Voorhees. It reminds me of this. and it, But nothing there is like, this is why it's a bad movie. The only tone, tonal thing that I have noticed about it is that it's um it's it's mean the murders in it are mean it's just it comes from a place of like this guy is is very angry and you should be angry about it as yeah, well he just and wanted the, to look at a window kill, and people fucked with that and the kills are brutal and it's just michael myers being mean instead of being this like unstop you know he's this unstoppable force that's just killing to get to a ending, he's just murdering viciously to be mean. So that's all. That's all I want. I want a valid criticism of why you didn't like it. If you didn't like it, just because, I'm okay with that. But if you're going to sit there and be like, nope, it's not good, and I'm not following the masses, you're the one that's wrong, going to need something. Please let me know. So That's all I was this to is, say. This is how I look at this movie. And the more I think about it, the more I think they did a very excellent job of what I'm about to talk about. So this movie, on the surface level, is a slasher movie. It's a horror movie. It's whatever. It's not even scary. It's just brutal to be brutal. Great. Below the surface, it is a great character study on victimization. Victim versus victimizer. Right. Laurie Strode has spent 40 years. These people have spent 40 years 
lamenting the fate that they had 40 years ago, the shit that they had to deal with on that one night, all the crap that they dealt with, and that it fucked them up for the rest of their lives. Right. Michael Myers didn't care one fucking bit about any of them to the point where the daughter and, and Laurie Strode were sitting there going, he's coming after me. He's going to come get me. And the sheriff had to tell him, no, he's not. He's not coming after you. He doesn't fucking care who you are. You'd mean nothing to him. So for 40 years, he's been in an institution not knowing who the fuck he attacked that night. He right. doesn't give a shit. And they have spent 40 years. It fucked her whole life up. It it, it changed her into a recluse. All her uh, relationships failed. She has estrangement with her daughter. She built a fucking bunker for this one time that this guy is going to come back and get her. The only reason he was at her house is because the doctor fucking brought him. Right. He would have never found her house. He I, would have never cared. And I completely agree. It's such a great way to look at it where it's like... It's consumed you, her. It he con- doesn't care. It he consumed care. a lot of people. Yeah. Like, that, that. that's the whole reason they get together on Halloween is to celebrate, you know, you know, we defeated evil. He didn't fucking care about any of you people. You were in the way. Right. You were an obstacle. He went through you. He was trying to get home to Did look it, out his window. In like, the first one, the... The bus crash, and that's how he escaped, The right? first one, it was the bus crash, yeah, but it was the doctor that set it up. The doctor wanted this shit to happen. If you didn't want this shit to happen, you don't transfer Mike Myers on fucking Halloween. Like, yeah. don't transfer him the day before Halloween. This was all set up by the doctor who went crazy trying to understand what happened. He was trying to find meaning in why Michael Myers did what he did. There's none. It, 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 he's the shark. Yeah, it, it's a I predatory agree. thing. And he didn't care about Laurie. He didn't care about anybody in this movie. He doesn't care one person from the other. He'll kill the gay couple. He'll kill the black couple. He'll kill white people. He doesn't fucking care. And these people went 40 years with their lives completely shattered. The internet cares. The, yeah. the internet super cares. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a great way to look at how a victim perceives incidents versus what the victimizer Like, does. this movie's trash. Right. You want to see a good movie? Oculus. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly how the internet is. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I completely agree it's with such, every... It's just such a great way to look at that movie. Right. And that's why I, I personally like this movie. I, I've done victimology classes. You know, A lot of my degree is in all that shit. And it's just... It's Humble such a brag. nice... I went to college. <laughs> no, it's just... It's such a great way. <laughs> now you're doing a podcast in, in a closet with three dudes. Oh, Doyle rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just... Some good in that degree, did you? <laughs> Damn it, I've done nothing with my life <laughs> talking about Halloween kills. No, I just, it, it, to look at it that way, it's just, it's such a great, because like I said, the second Lori finds out that he didn't care, it almost destroys her whole livelihood for 40 years. Right. And like, I, I've done nothing. I've done, I could have lived a life and I didn't. And I, now you fucked it up. And now I have to kill this thing because he fucked my life up. Yeah. So it's pretty much. It's great. I yeah. loved it. So I'm wondering how the third one's going to go down because, you it's know. It's supposed to take place four years later. Yes. Yeah. So, but what's he up to? You know, what's, what's looking out Meyer? the window? <laughs> just a fucking cup of Everyone's coffee in just, the morning just looking out with his white mask? There's hundreds of people just chilling outside no of his one, house right now. No one knows what yeah. he looks like under I'm, the mask except sure. all the people he murdered in the street. <laughs> yeah. What, is, like, what does he do the other 12, you know, 11 and a half months oh, out of the year. Scott using a joke from the internet. No, he's like hanging out, just <laughs> celebrating Christmas. Drinking like, coffee. Well, we'll wait, wait till, wait till next Halloween before I start doing my tangents again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, this, so we have one more episode for you in October. Uh, the veil come off. Me and Scott will be in 
New Orleans celebrating Halloween. Uh, but we have a show for you guys next week. It's our top five, and we are very, very excited to do this one. Um, I'm excited. I love doing shows like this. Talk about it. Argue. It's going to be a great time. So make sure you're following us at uh, watchitlaterpod.com, all the yes. iTunes. He got it right. Fuck yes. Yeah, dude, I told you yesterday. You didn't have last, to edit this one in Told it. you last week I was just out of it. Uh, <laughs> watch it later. Six weeks later, I was going to memorize our website. <laughs> Watchitlaterpod.com, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Go ahead and follow us. Get uh Send us a message, whatever it is you want to do. And there is an email address in the, on the website. You can click in and, and send an email. So oh, if you cool. do want to reach out to Aaron and bitch about Oculus. Yeah, we'll else, talk. Dude, and I will and, and I will take all of your criticism. And yell at you on the internet. No. But not on Facebook. He's been banned. <laughs> Only for another five days. <laughs> well, I- interact with us. You know, I mean, I yeah. know, I know oh, yeah. Jordan posts a lot of stuff, does a lot of our social media. You know, you can go to our website. Leave comments. I mean, rate the show. Give us fucking one star. Who gives a shit? You know, just rate it. Interact with us, man. We'll respond to this stuff. Absolutely. If if you want to tell us that we're asshole idiots because we didn't like Phantasm, call us out, man. We'll we'll respond. Or I'll do you one better. You can be on the show. Uh, We will pipe you in. (laughs) I I don't care. I will give you my personal cell phone number. Um, (laughs) And it's not that we're hurting for content. I just love the conversation. So, uh, all right, guys. So this is how it's going to work. Next week you're getting your top five. The week after that you're gonna get your uh, your snack show, and we were we are really excited to bring your snack show. We were Ooh, actually gonna, gonna be a good one. We're actually we're actually gonna give you a snack show next week, but I really want to see what we can find in Louisiana and bring it back. I think, I think that'll I think be a lot of next, fun. Next week's show, I think I'm gonna pull something back and I'm gonna give them a little snippet of what we might have coming in because I got Ooh. some I got some big shit coming, man. Oh, I'm excited about that. Usually after the snacks. Gross. <laughs> uh, Scott and I are going. <laughs> Scott and I are going to go check out Dune today. Uh, I am going to see the French French Dispatch tonight, so we'll talk about that a little bit on the snack show. Um, and we'll bring you all your snack news. We'll bring back Blu-ray releases, all that good stuff. So, uh, without further ado, my pick, which you you will have almost three weeks to watch. Well, four weeks, maybe. Uh, I'll still watch it the day before you record the (laughs) show. Friday before that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'll Uh, forget. I'll have to ask him what we were watching. (laughs) You do that anyways, even. Um, It is the 1998 comedy crime movie starring Steve Zahn and Sam Rockwell called Safe Men. It's directed by John Hamburg. Sam and Eddie have come to a critical point in their musical career. We're going to get it on. We're going to turn this brother out. Yeah. The end. Yeah, put your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. Let me hear you say, oh, oh, all right. But now, you crack this guy's safe and you made $36,000. Their new career choice isn't very sound. It's wide open. It's open. And it certainly isn't safe. You want to know who I work for? Me. You big fat brain. Yeah. Really prefer people not use the fat part. Terrible things start to happen. Do you think you can pay for big fat Bernie Gale? Please get! I'm going to give the two of you one week to crack three safes. Because if you don't, I'm going to kill the both of you. <laughs> now. They've got to get cracking. Three safes. Two losers. Did you think this was a positive career move? One week. If you don't crack the safe, I'm going to saw both your legs off, and I'm going to beat you over the head with the stumps. No chance. Let's go. You guys are breaking into my dad's safe. There's no way that you could just give us the combination. 
Apricot or raspberry? This man is in the mafia, Sam. He's not going to let us off the hook because we send him a basket of sundry goods. He's in the Jewish mafia. I'm sure that's much more like a club. October Films presents a comedy. I once sold a woman a pair of exploding slacks. About two guys who are so incompetent, it's a crime. Uh, I've never even heard of this film, but it was suggested to me, and I told that guy I'll watch it later. I like Steve Zahn. I've never I, heard of it. I know. I love yeah. I love Sam Rockwell. I love Steve Zahn. <clears throat> uh, not, there's another Steve Zahn movie that rem- it kind of kind of vaguely reminds me on about these two guys who I guess were bank robbers that end up in Texas. Oh, happy Texas. Happy Texas. Yes. So that that's another, like when you pick this movie, that's what it kind of reminded me of. I'm sitting there going, are we watching happy Texas? Did they, I love like, happy is it Texas. one of those movies that they, they titled it different than what I saw it as on video or something like that? So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward. I like Steve's on. I, yeah, same. I, he doesn't have the greatest track record, but he did, he has, he directed Along Came Polly, which I like. We got Saving Silverman out of Steve's on, man. Yeah. But I'm talking about the the director of the movie we're about to watch did Along Came Polly. He did I Love You Man. Uh, He did a few episodes of The New Girl, Why Him, which was a terrible comedy. But so. We're either going to get the Along Came Polly version or we're going to get the, oh, <laughs> the YM version. <laughs> but, uh, but I love S- Steve Zahn. I love Sam Rockwell. I was uh, trying to find something none of us had seen because I have some picks where at least one of us had seen some stuff, and we'll get to that. But uh, All right, guys, so next week is our top five, and thank you so much for listening. I'm Aaron. I'm Jordan. And Scott. And this is I'll Watch It Later podcast. We'll see you guys next week.